Before we started recording. <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome to We View Yasha. I'm Sean. And Lindsay. Well, we just had some fun at Bake Anime where somebody got me sick and somebody um, gave Lindsay the side eye. His name. <laughs> now, he was a very nice gentleman named Liam O'Brien and he's done some voices and he was signing stuff and he seemed very nice. He was so nice. Mm-hmm. I like the way they did it where, like, they had you come up in groups. So you had, like, a second to, yeah. I'm to always, talk to him. Or... I wish we would have, like, stood around a little longer and be like, yeah, hey, I liked you in this. But I'm always self-conscious about, like, there's people behind us. Here I go. You know? Yeah. But it was nice that they didn't just, like, when I had Sailor Mars's autograph, I had enough time to ask her, you know, who her favorite Sailor Soldier was. But... It was kind of like, move on. Move, move it along, people. And then Apollo and Anton Ono, I hardly even had time to smile when I got his autograph. They were, pff, I didn't even get my original book back. Right? It's terrible. It's so sad. While you're here, uh, you also got um, a Sailor Mars that I'm oh, looking around. she is in the curio. She oh. is behind glass. Yeah. <laughs> and I got myself a very provocative Yoko. That uh, is hiding nice. in the office right now. Sitting on the cereal box on top of your fridge? <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely not. Good poster of Mifa from Breath of the Wild, Healing Link. And uh, what else did you get? I'm trying to remember. Oh, a little Gabumon who's sitting on my desk. You exercised a lot of restraint that day. I did. I got the autograph. Girl Scout, oh, Girl cookie. Scout cookies yeah. that are half eaten in my freezer right now. I was looking around for Inuyasha stuff while I was there. Not a whole lot. It's not the the new kid on the block anymore. No, it's all about your, uh, uh, what, your uh, sword art online, your soul eaters. I saw a lot of cosplay soul eaters, but I didn't see, like, a lot of soul eater stuff. Attack on Titan. That was really big. That was the one I was thinking of. Everyone was dressed with the little whatchamacallit the things that shoot them up in the air on their sides I don't know I've never seen it multi-dimensional gears I can't remember multi-dimensional gears <laughs> maybe it's directional hmm. I don't know it shoots them up into the air so they can chop titans in the back of their necks oh because they're like huge yeah I don't know anything about this show no. yeah, titans are really big and their weak spot is on the back of their necks. So uh, they've got these swords. So they fly up in the air and go on the back of their necks. Okay. But can't people be secret titans? A titan shifter. Oh, okay. There may be one. I listened two to the Super S episode. Three or four. Or five. <laughs> Where you were vindicated on a theory about who's a secret titan yes. and was very excited to be correct. I'm kind of on the titans shifter side. Shocking. <laughs> 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 well, well, are you on uh, Goshinki's side in this episode? No, but I am on 
Kagura side, this just makes her even cooler. This episode. Oh, where she was like, uh, uh, can't you just let two kids? Yeah, of all people. And then he was like, no. And she was like, oh, you're disgusting. I'm My good. orders were to devour the whole village, so I will devour it. And she's like, ugh. Interesting note that I read. Um, the kids were not holding their parents' clothes oh, I read in the this manga. Too. Yes, I read that as well. What were they holding? Heads. Yeah, their parents' heads. Very dark. Yes. That, okay, I got a question about this. In the previous episode, they were at that village with... Let me look her name up. Oh, Koharu. Koharu, that's right. Another K name. That was the previous episode, and they left her there, and then they go to their little hideout. In this episode, a village gets devoured. Is it the same village? I don't know. I'm inclined to say no. Yeah, because Moroki doesn't mourn the loss of the lady he's going to knock up eventually. I would think that would come into play if it was. No, but it would also explain if she never shows up again, you know, why. Because everybody was killed. (laughs) Uh, presumably they just kind of disappear they did I was almost wondering if they got caught in the backlash of Inuyasha's attack yeah because he's like I told you to run and they're still not running we came here to make you and feel they're sad and they just gone and they're like out of the frame and they just no. irrelevant I guess we didn't think that they were going to be the new party members to this or anything <laughs> that's what we need is more kids yeah although Props to Shippo. He's. I don't remember him, like, being useful. But he's. I mean, he's, like, nursing everybody, getting water. He's a good support class character. As we tried to stop Inuyasha, but. Yeah. Little soul carriers tied him all up. <laughs> Pretty easily. He's yeah. also Mr. Exposition, so he doesn't <laughs> notice the soul carriers <laughs> as he's talking to himself. And. Why am I talking to yourself? Uh, <laughs> or answering yourself. What? <laughs> oh, we should talk off mic. Um, Goshinki, the demon, has a, a little... He just knows where to hit people and their insecurities, so he just yes. ignores Shippo. And that was that was actually funny, where Shippo's like covered in sweat, like shaking, and then he's like, eh. Yeah. And then Shippo's like, hey. hey what, what the hell am I, a chopped liver? But I was kind of like, Okay, this isn't. His ship performance can can be raised a little bit. I don't bit. know how to rate that, though, in this episode. I guess he wasn't annoying and he did a couple things, so it might just be a 60. Yeah, we'll find out. I mean, he was, he was helpful. He was going to fetch some water. He attempted to stop Inuyasha from falling down a hill and reopening his wounds. <laughs> that was a real Kagome moment where he <laughs> fell down the hill and found Kikyo. <laughs> Kagome does it better, though. Yeah. <laughs> Admittedly so. I did laugh out loud when he's using his sword to walk. Like, Kikyo. I don't know if Shippo's performance is ever going to top uh, the drawing he did. Unless he saved somebody's life at one point. <laughs> Wait till we get to the heart scar. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I hear he gets a new technique. I yeah. say he's trying to win the heart of a little girl fox. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Lindsay is frowning right now. That was a skeptical look. I just well, it, 
scientifically, I just learned this from Arlo. It's um, a smown, something between a smile and a frown. It's scientifically provable now, axiomatic, because gamers everywhere made that face when they heard of a new Super Mario Brothers movie being made. Yeah, they made that face <laughs> that you're making right now. Like. <laughs> I, th- I thought that was a grimace. <laughs> <laughs> the grimace. Okay. <laughs> a cringe. So, as we all know, this episode is called Tetsaga Breaks. I do not know what is going to happen. Yeah, and it's not like one. Uh, all of the revealing titles so far have been kind of like, oh, that's a small part of the episode. But this one really is like, it's the second act. Uh, it's like kind of the climax. Yeah, it's the spoiler. I mean, there are bigger things that happen afterwards that were spoiled in the recap from the previous episode that I did not watch. And I'm glad I didn't because uh, Inuyasha's transformation, shall we say, at the end uh, was a complete surprise. But uh, so Tetsaga breaks... Just coming after the windscar fails. So jokingly bad luck. <laughs> when I started this episode, I was like, what's the next one called? Everybody dies? <laughs> but this one was kind of Everybody Dies. Are you thinking if the next one yeah. is called that? No, it's called the something something sword something. Kai Jimbo's evil sword. There okay. we go. Yeah, this episode begins with Kikyo <laughs> Kikyo at her shrine. <laughs> Healing some folk, flicking more demons off of people. Yeah. Being she, a nice person. Good, hashtag good person. <laughs> then she turns and goes, I sense something. And goes into the woods and sees an apparition of uh, Naraku. pelt-clad Naraku. He's got another one. I thought initially he was doing what he said he was going to do in the previous episode. It's like, I'm going to bring her in Yasha's head. But he doesn't have the head, so there's, I've just come to say that Inuyasha's real fucked up. Bye. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Really, Naraku. It turns out, though, it's a part of his evil plan to follow her and find out where they are, I think. Because then he says, Kana, follow her. She can't be trusted. Oh, not Kana. Okay, this is going to be a real problem with me. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this person saying? I forgot Kikyo's sister's name earlier. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> gonna oh, make, yeah, our K names. Make a giant crossword puzzle with just the K in the middle. <laughs> we'll have to go in so many directions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she hears that information and decides to go to him. And our heroes are all healing yet again. <laughs> Everyone's pretty messed up. Yeah. Nurse Shippo is He's helping. doing what he can. Nobody says, you're never hurting any of these. Can you help out a little bit? He never is hurt. I think he's in on it. <laughs> he's the mole. Turns out he's a creation of Naraku <laughs> as well. <laughs> he's a time traveler. Yeah, uh, that's who he's he's recapping everything. And it's like, don't you don't get up. Sango's really hurt too. Everybody's out. Getting stuff. Moroku is alone with Kagome, so I guess we can trust those two. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Kikyo's soul carriers pop up and peek in on Inuyasha just, you know, just to show him, hey. Come on out. Then, of course, immediately takes the bait. And then the soul carriers tie up Shippo so he, <laughs> so can't, he can't stop do Inuyasha. <laughs> Private conversation, kid. Well, he, he 
he can't not take the bait because he's got a. They have questions about what the hell she's oh, doing. Oh yeah, and he's taking her betrayal so personally. Quote unquote. Yeah, she's not. It doesn't seem like she's working with them because her plan is part of a larger. Let's give him the yeah. the shard now, and then. Uh, yeah, uh, the way Inuyasha sees it is like, you gave him those jewels so he'd hurt me. Yeah, and she her response is funny though. It's just like I'd never let him kill you. You're all mine. I'm gonna kill you. She didn't say I'm gonna kill well, you. Well, we know. She just said, you know, you're not gonna die by the likes of him. I think I'm reading between the lines on that one. So you're gonna die from the likes of, of me. <laughs> no. You'll have no reason to have a mission after he's dead, and then I can drag you down to hell. Poor Kiki. Yeah, she's fine. What has she done to deserve all this suspicion? <laughs> Nothing. Although, like, he got an answer, but he fails to tell the answer to his friends because a bunch of they're like yelling at him, and then yelling about her, and Kagome uh, rushes off in a huff. Yeah, no, Kagome got a. Kagome's like a little uh, super sensitive. When it comes to Kikyo. Yeah. And Kikyo, to her credit, she tells Inuyasha, I got this plan. Yeah. I'm going to let him get everything and I'm going to end him. Yeah. She tells so that not... to him while Kagura is listening. Yes. It's like, I'm bored. I can just kill them both. Yep. And this this was hard because I like Kagura. And we know I love Kikyo. So it was like going, oh, my God. I kind of want Kagura to get her ass kicked, but I kind of want her to be badass, too. I'm so torn. Yeah. But anyway, uh, this Kagura slash Kikyo thing, we shouldn't brush brush past it that as Kikyo is explaining to Inuyasha her plan, very graciously, I would say, because she yes. doesn't owe him an explanation. Exactly. Although it's good that she gives it to him because this means that... She cares for him. That, I mean, tactically, too, is what I'm saying, that... They're not going to be working against her necessarily if they know that she's working towards a common end game. It's like they don't have to consider. Well, I think that's only Inuyasha. <laughs> I don't think he did a good job convincing. No, he else. did not <laughs> convey the exact. It was like a game of telephone. They said she said something about uh, ice cream bar. <laughs> that makes no sense, Inuyasha. You always defend her. <laughs> that sounds exactly right. <laughs> and Kagura. After she tries to kill them both, uh, gets an arrow next to her head. Uh, yeah, it slices right through her, the wind she was all building up, and, ready to... And uh, Kikio, this is not her exact words, but says something like, next one goes through your fucking head, and then <laughs> Kagura flies away on an unintimidating on leaf. <laughs> Feather? Not oh, a leaf. not She's a leaf. not a lowly fox demon. That's the... Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Jeez, what girl does Lindsay like, am I right? <laughs> Yeah, so as he like stumbles back, Moroku and Kagome are back, and they're like, "You went and saw that bitch, didn't you?" And as we said, he fails to convey that she has a plan. He's just like, mm. "Well, Kagome was asking the wrong probing questions." Yeah, this was more like she a, wasn't asking, "What did Kikyo want?" She was saying, "Did you see Kikyo?" Yeah, they're treating it as though she is a toxic ex, like. She's just using you. You should leave her and never talk to her again. They're taking it 
very personally too. They just are not thinking that maybe Kikyo's got a plan. They're just like, she gave them to our enemy and he tried to kill us with them. You always defend her. And then she just walks away. Probably looking for a sulking tree. Yeah. Kagome has a sulking field where she just walks around in a circle. (laughs) That's a long tree. That was, she was climbing that small hill for a long time before she finally got over the edge. (laughs) And Moroku uses a stick to bap Inuyasha on the head. I think uh, this is where we see uh, Goshinki murdering a bunch of people. You see the little spider on his back. Yep. It's the little telltale sign. A third demon. And we see him on on screen murder two guys who are just like, oh no, the horses. And then he rips them apart. Poor horses. And uh, Kagura is watching. It's like, oh, this guy's a real glutton. He says something like, uh, you're thinking I'm a glutton. I can read minds, by the way. Yeah, see, initially re-watching this, I thought he could only read her mind because they were siblings. Yeah. And shared the same, I don't know, Naraku-ness. But no, I guess it's everybody's mind. So this guy, he can read minds, so he knows how you're going to attack him and what you're thinking about him and what your deepest, darkest fear is about yourself, (laughs) what your insecurities are. Point being seems like this would be a very handy thing to have if you were Naraku. You could know when a priestess is about to betray you or <laughs> if uh, a woman from the future is going to shoot you with a sacred arrow. Yeah, I don't know how much control he has over like I know he said he made Kagura out of wind and Kana out of void but Kagura is not like all aboard the Naraku train. No, she seems to have some personality separate from that. Like, all of these demons have their own personalities that haven't been created by Naraku. Seems like Kana and Goshinki are happy to do whatever Naraku says. Because a little later, she does that thing where she's like, they're just two kids, why do you have to do that? If she's thinking... Not because she's sympathetic towards two kids, but if it's more like, you don't have to do everything that he says... Sort of like mm. earlier when she was like, I'm just going to kill him now. It seems like this would be a good idea. Even though he said, don't do that. And she was more disgusted by, why are you such a such a pushover? Yeah. Which is bad on Naraku's part for creating somebody who's just going to, don't defy me. Yeah, so did he, did he make her that way on purpose? Or is that just kind of how she turned out? And he didn't that might be how she turned that. out. That'd be my guess, that... Uh, the, the information that we have so far is just that he has a bunch of demons within him and that he can pull one out of his choice, but it's going to have like its own personality. And it might be a super obedient type, and it might not be. It might be, you know, demons aren't known for their loyalty, I guess. So <laughs> a lot of them might betray him, certainly if they become stronger than him. Maybe Naraku doesn't have the powers of all these demons. It seems like he has a lot of powers that are convenient for the story. <laughs> but mind reading if he has that power if he has a bunch of minds within him anyway maybe just the noise of that drowns out mm-hmm. point well, being if I were his advisor I would say you should keep that power my lord <laughs> might be useful maybe get rid of the demon puppet power <laughs> well this is not Naraku's uh, final form so oh interesting 
So, Goshinki, killing everyone in the village. Meanwhile, we stopped the episode for some wacky comedy of uh, Moroku getting his wounds tended to. <laughs> no, not Moroku. Uh, Inuyasha gets his wounds tended to by Moroku. Oh, yeah, and that was where he was chiding him again. Like, just apologize. Just apologize to her. I'd much rather be uh, groping the soft white skin of Sango. <laughs> She's like... And he even made some sort of, like, not like a... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Such is my lot in life. <laughs> I like how Sango is very formal with him. Like, calls him monk and not Moroku or... Yeah, she calls him monk. Um, Hoshsama, I think. So she uses the honorific Sama, which huh. is, like, greater respect than, like, San. Sama. Yeah. Well, I say it correctly. San Samar. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Kagome refuses refuses to talk to Inuyasha. He's doing the silent treatment thing. Like, and he didn't really do anything. Yeah. He didn't have sexy makeouts with this lady like he did last time. It's like getting. No. He should have no, said the only thing I was pumping her for was information. <laughs> then uh, Moroku doesn't sense it, but Inuyasha senses it. And they go outside and they see a villager who's... They find out it's being controlled by Kana's wind. Like last Kagura. time. God damn it. <laughs> Kagura's wind is controlling the guy. Unless Only was... he didn't like foam up. He like caught fire. I think it's pretty much like you said. That wolves are just made of foam. <laughs> I think we have enough information here to make that axiomatic. <laughs> yeah, so they all know it's a trap. Of course. And they decide to go anyway because they got to save two kids. That's not why, but they're going to go anyway. Yeah, I think I wrote, of course it's a trap. <laughs> uh, yeah, and this is the scene that we spoke of previously where Kagura just leaves disgustedly. Yeah. She, I mean, if they had worked together, they might have been able to kill everybody. But Kagura's got her own mind. Yeah. That girl. Oh, uh, real quick. The the other thing Kikyo said to Inuyasha was something like, don't die, like stay alive while I do this, which is great. All this other stuff is insignificant to her that like she's going to save more lives in her mind if she gets rid of Naraku in one fell swoop. So she knows that they're going to be trying to do the little good deeds uh, from town to town. So she's here playing playing a real dangerous game here. See, she still cares for him. She's saving him for she herself. She doesn't want him to die. She loves him. Believe in love, Sean. I believe in love. I just think <laughs> she expresses love differently than most people. She's going to try to drag him to hell again. She didn't this time. No, because she's got a mission now. She, I mean, she didn't have to explain anything to him. That's true. But she cares enough for him that she went to see him to tell him, hey, this is not my plan. I didn't give him these so he could kill you. Nope. I don't think it's in her character at this point that she's going to kill Naraku and then say, now let's have a cottage together and raise a bunch of kids. If she loves him still, it's probably going to be more like, and now I'm doing the motion of, like putting our faces together and then putting a gun on one side so that one bullet kills us both. <laughs> no, I bet she would ask Inuyasha to, to kill her. Aww. And send her to the afterlife. 
Let's die together, I bet she'd say. No. That's like at the I end of Skyfall. So. Anyway, we're not going to get off on that tangent. We're going to talk about Goshinki after uh, Kagura leaves. He's searching for them children and finds them under uh, some hay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you think you could hide from me under hay? Hey, for God's sakes. Like, well, with what they were working with, it didn't seem like the worst plan. Yeah, so Naraku made a guy who's like has the greatest power in the world, which is that he can read people's minds, but he's real overconfident. Yes, he is. Because he loves... Could he like sniff the children out, or he could read their minds, and that's why oh, he Oh, that's knew a good question. Right, exactly where they were. So he could probably... I don't know if it's like a homing thing, but he probably... Oh, no, he's getting closer. Oh, no, he's almost done. And then found them. But he's a dog, right? Goshinki is part canine. Because he has that... This is just a dog's... Another dog's fang when he bites the sword. Oh, I I didn't get that. Okay. so I, I thought he was more just kind of degrading dog demons in general. <laughs> oh. <laughs> racist demon as well <laughs> either way I think the mind thing is good it's a good call that he found him and he's bragging about eating their parents and says let me show you <laughs> you can meet them in my tummy <laughs> oh, so dark and that's Inuyasha finally decides to show up with his sword Yes. Protect them kids. Not wearing his his full on overcoat though. He's just got his little white undershirt on. Yeah, it's Kylo running it. He's got it uh, too high around his waist, so his shoulders look too broad. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lindsay's gonna quit. <laughs> so this demon has been waiting for him to show up this whole time. It's like finally, I'm here to kill you. And this demon demonstrates that he can read minds by dodging pretty much every attack that they try to do. I think he straight up tells them too, I can read minds. Yeah. I know what you're going to do. Don't shoot your arrow, Kagome, because I'll kill you before that happens. And Moroku can't use his wind tunnel because the fucking bees are there. Hell bees! <laughs> fucking bees. <laughs> and Sango's too hurt to do anything yeah. except sit on Kilala. Yeah. You're too hurt. <laughs> You can't do anything because you were hit by your own weapon. <laughs> and then Shippo's like, oh no, he's going to see into my heart next. And the demon just turns away. <laughs> and then Shippo's offended. Yeah, he's like, hey! <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, we um, get some brief blows back and forth between Inuyasha and the demon. Right? Doesn't he try to uh, Iron Reaver him or something? Yeah, I feel like he was uh, slashing and scratching. Yeah. And it turns out the kids haven't run away. They're yeah. Just clutching their parents' stuff to guilt Inuyasha. Why weren't you here earlier? I know. He's like, I told you to run. And then they're just like clutching these bloody kimonos. And he's like, Oh, were those your parents? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, he won't get away with this now. This is a pretty badass moment, though, even though. He really the needs to learn. Fails again. Yeah. Is, well, seriously, <laughs> the last two demons have been like, "Yes, use the wind scar," and he isn't like, "Hmm." And Inuyasha. I mean, this is a fairly new attack for Inuyasha. He's used it successfully, like what, three times? 
and then yeah. he's thinking, oh, I'm invincible, and then it's failed two times now, technically. Yeah. I don't know if I've said, because we've gone off on so many tangents, and we're having a good time talking about this episode, I really liked this episode. It's my top of the season so far. Uh, not only everything that happens in it, but uh, it, well, A, it made me really like Kikio. Uh, Yay! And... Save that. <laughs> have that recorded. Oh, for Leave later. When I, <laughs> I just bust her balls a little bit, for the love of God. Uh, and B, the animation seemed different from the last few times. That it seems like an improve, um, improvement. It got it gave me that uh, old school feeling yes. of Inuyasha. Everything was all dark and had like a red color palette and reminded me of um, you know, the Yura episodes and like the Toto would be Prince kind of look to them. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I just it seemed for a while like when the animation looked off, there just there wasn't a lot of details in it. Yeah. And this seems like really full of details. Yes. Especially but, like in their faces and their eyes. It's not just like all one color. I mean, you got the little lines of when they're like scratched up and I don't know. Yeah, and Kikyo, um, who's been kind of blank faced a lot in the previous episode, she was showing some emotion in this. There was a, that one scene where Kagome, he's, she's trying to get Inuyasha to confess that oh, you went to Kigyo. He like, she like pulls on his hair and then jumps back and then leans forward again. And the staging of that's really awesome. What's coming up thematically, I guess what I'm driving towards, uh, he depends on that sword too much. So this episode is really about, it's about time you let go of your father. Uh, and the sword has been a real crutch literally and figuratively in this episode i'm sure inuyash is not going to let go of his father completely this is just sort of an arc for the episode that the swords failed him quite a few times and naraku is not just going to let this sword get the better of him and maybe the sword has another purpose being with inuyasha i assume at this point that the sword's <laughs> purpose is just to to so he could be friends with his brother or something, but <laughs> maybe it's supposed to keep something locked away. Oh, really? Like it's a giant key? <laughs> no, like maybe Nayasha has another side of him that you might have glimpsed. Oh, interesting. <laughs> maybe it helps keep that in check. Oh, well, mild spoilies. <laughs> and now that it's broken, it can just come out at any time. Possibly, hmm. maybe. Let's talk about what actually happens in the episode that he tries to do the wind scar. Mm -hmm. The wind scar is blown aside by the demon. Who's and, like, yeah, go ahead. And Inuyasha, not heeding uh, that this is all part of the plan, decides to chop him right in the face. Yeah, and then, he's like, fine. <laughs> and he bites the sword in half. Gasp. So the sword's bitten in half, castrating metaphorically uh, Inuyasha's dad. Gushinki like scratch him or something. See, oh yeah, like it's all like he arterial sprays him, uh, killing him, quote unquote, yet again. Inuyasha is lying on the ground, presumably <laughs> dead. Do dogs have nine lives too, or just cats? Because I don't know. He's been dead a lot of times. This Inuyasha. <laughs> and Goshinki goes to kill the others, but he's gonna brag a little bit first. Oh, yeah. One at a time. 
Yeah, and Kagome is protected by Moroku, who gets knocked aside for his trouble. Sango and Kilala are just kind of like... Hanging out in the back. <laughs> we know we're not up to fight. Now Even I th- Kilala, though, I mean... Yeah, Kilala, maybe she's... <laughs> See, I told you, she's like relegated to transportation. Yeah, I think Moroku probably would have used his wind tunnel if push came to shove, even though it would have killed him. Although, mm-hmm. couldn't they have just made another antidote? And like, here you go. Keep, yeah, they really should just kind of keep that on hand. Keep 100 vials of <laughs> antidote. I think Oshinki even says that, like, oh, you think, you know, you're just going to suck me into the wind tunnel even if it kills you. So this is where Inuyasha gets up. And then <laughs> eyes are all red. He's got crazy-ass claws and super <laughs> fangs. And he's looking super cool. And he's still very much himself. Yeah, there. I don't know anything about this. I, you just implied to me that it's part of the lore. Uh, I just call it a berserker rage. That I think he slashes Goshiki first, and then Goshiki's like, "Oh, he takes his arm off." Yeah, and he likes taking off people's arms. And they're very handy to take off because those <laughs> are the things that are coming at you. Handy. Oh, <laughs> I quit. You interview new co-hosts. <laughs> Uh, I just can't believe I missed it. <laughs> Goshiki is momentarily blinded by just how frightened he is, I guess, because he's not able to read Inuyasha's mind. Which does not make sense to me. Because you can assume, oh, he can read human minds, or half-demon minds that have human blood in them. Oh, well, I guess Kagura wouldn't be a full demon. Well, she's part of Naraku, and Naraku's a half-demon. Never mind. Maybe he oh, can't read demon minds. Or there's just nothing in Inuyasha's mind at that point except for hatred because he just is going to destroy. But see, Inuyasha, like, he's, like, talking to him, like... Oh, you're right. It doesn't seem like he's, like, blind berserker rage quite yet. I mean, he's like, I I have this impulse I want to kill, but he knows enough to say, like, oh, Kagome, you probably need to stay back right now. I mean, he still has, like, a sense of who he is. So he's just like a spring, that's all. Like Even though he's got like these urges to to kill, he's still he's still like Inuyasha, I feel like. And he pretty much easily defeats Goshinki at that point, that killing him in a bunch a shower of bits that presumably <laughs> also has all of the villagers inside of his stomach. And, you know, the chickens and the horses and everything. Well, he stayed pretty slim, considering yeah, all that. He ate a whole village. <laughs> he had a void within him, I guess. Or just digested him really fast. Because <laughs> they're not alive. Farewell. Yeah. That he... one did not last long. No. But if uh, we're going to have to do a power ranking of all of these people, people all of these uh, things that hmm. Naraku creates, if he creates more. I know Kagura is going to be number one with a bullet for you, but so as he's he kills the demon and he still wants more, everyone's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, except Kagome, who's like, "Inuyasha, <laughs> yeah, sorry, this... I was mean to you earlier." <laughs> no, it reinvigorates them. It's great. <laughs> Part of the reason I like this episode that it kind of gave everybody their moment, you know. I guess maybe not. Yeah, Sango didn't really get one, but (laughs) everybody else Except for saying no to Miroku. Yeah. (laughs) I'm hurt again. (laughs) 
But the the inclusion of the sit command was uh, yes. what brought it home. Yes, that was fantastic. This she's just like getting closer, and he's just like trying to hold sit. back, and then she's just Inuyasha. Sit, sit. <laughs> And then and he's totally back to normal. I love yeah. that. And how fast it happened. They didn't linger on it as like a joke. It was like a, oh, he's back. Oh, good. I know it wasn't to, it wasn't like to punish him. It was to like knock, knock him back to himself. Yeah. Like when you hit a broad for being hysterical. And then they look at the sword and it's broken. And that's what we end on. We roll credits. <laughs> we roll the credits. So he's got to get a new sword, even though now he's more powerful than a sword. Maybe you could just repair it. Well, yeah. Uh, blacksmith. <laughs> yeah, is not going to be happy that the sword's broken. So you're saying to me that this sword may be a key to keeping Inuyasha on lockdown. It certainly worked out in this case. True, 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 true. So, yeah, he's had that sword inside of his eye for all of his life. Well, I did not make that connection. I thought it was more like, oh, no, our sword's broken. What do we do now? Do, do, do. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. The second season has been a real roller coaster ride, but this one was uh, a great one. Yeah. We're kind of going up the valley. Oh, great. I feel. And we're actually, I think we have, like, what, 10 episodes left? Season two? Something like that, yeah. Getting, getting close. All right. Well, let's end this episode uh, with. Oh God. Things are getting interesting. Jeez, what's happening outside? All okay. Right. Uh, yeah, take us out, Lindsay. <laughs> I don't have it in me. <laughs> <laughs>